0: This is Bumper to Bumper, The Car Show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident
1: with the best automotive info for your vehicle.
0: And now your host, Matt Allen.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, here with you every single Saturday to help you navigate ownership of your vehicle or whatever it is that you're driving around in. doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, we had the Lemon Law guy in last week and uh, talking about, uh, you know, what to do if you've got this new car that's a, quote, Lemon and how you can handle that. And I learned quite a bit myself uh, listening or participating last week show i thought I thought I knew a lot about that, and I did because I used to participate uh, as the mechanical expert for Ford during their lemon law arbitration stuff that had been several years, but boy, I sure learned a lot. Uh Learned a lot last week after my time off from being involved with that. Got monsoon season. I'm looking out the window. It's blowing. I heard rumors of a hurricane coming, but I think that's going to go west. It's not coming our direction. Looks like we might get some remnants of that weather so we can talk about some monsoon stuff with your car. I want to talk about some air conditioning trends that we're seeing in the shop and, and the different types of repairs. But of course, we can talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. You've got a question or anything concerning you with your car, maybe you're buying a new one, selling a used one, contemplating, is it worth fixing my car, putting that kind of money in? It? Sometimes it is. I had one the other day where we said, no way, nice car. But it's not worth it. So all of that stuff we can talk about, and I can help you answer any of those questions. 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-5827, or you can text at four one one nine two three. So a couple things with the monsoons coming. You know, what I guess they're going to get here. We'll get some haboobs coming pretty soon. And then it inevitably is followed by the rain and and such, and just a couple little tips that you can do on your car to make sure that you're ready for the monsoons, you're prepared for the for the rain, and this isn't stuff where you need to go out and spend any money at a shop, just some basic stuff that you can do while you're washing your car this weekend, you know, maybe you go to the, the drive-through car wash and, and do it, and then get out and vacuum yourself, um... Or just do it at home or go by the Costco, for example. Let's make sure our tire pressures are set. We want to have good tire pressure. I love to go to the Costco over by Paradise Valley Mall. They've got the uh, the nitrogen station. You get in there and air up your tires and, and do that. You want to make sure you've got good tire pressures and some good tread depth. We're going to be having rain. We don't have a lot of that here. And uh, if we get a buildup, you want to have decent tires on the car. I'm not suggesting you got new, go buy new tires because it's going to rain. But you want to turn the tires, your front tires to the side and look at the tread depth. See if you've got an even wear pattern across those tires. And then we use a quarter. If you can see Washington's head on the top of the quarter, that's about three thirty seconds of an inch of tread. That means your tires are worn out. Might be worth looking into the tire shop or your mechanic shop to have them give you some advice on whether or not you need some tires. Um, try your windshield wipers out today before it rains. Make sure your windshield washer bottle fluid is full and go give it a squirt. If your windshield does not clean up or it leaves streaks on there. I learned this from my grandfather. Didn't have a lot of money. I always said, ah, oh, Grandpa just replaced the wiper blades. Oh, no, son, I can clean those. <laughs> and sure enough, you just take a little, the old kitchen sponge with a little Brillo, and you know, just clean the edge of those off. And sometimes they'll work perfect. We hardly ever use those in Phoenix. And it's just got all the bugs and all this debris and stuff that's kind of cooked on there over driving. So you can, you know, replace the wipers. And if you do, get a good quality. The beam blades are the best ones lately. and they're very specific to cars. So it's worth spending a little bit of extra money and getting the better quality wiper blades if, in fact, you have to replace them. The other thing, make sure all your lights are working, turn signals, taillights, license plate lights. They should be working anyway when it's dark and raining and during the, you know, dusk and dawn times that you want to be visible. There's all kinds of people out riding their bikes and stuff. Plus, it's just another good reason to not get pulled over because you've got a taillight or something burned out. So that's some stuff that you can do. When I talk about the car wash, we see these cabin air filters when we're changing them, doing air conditioning services and stuff. They're just packed with debris a lot of times. The next thing we see when we open the hood, you know, maybe you're parking under a Palo Verde tree at home or at your office or whatever, a pine tree, and that windshield cowling is just packed with debris. Well, we're going to start getting some rain, and then that stuff gets soaked in there. We're not in an area of the country where you're going to get rust, but all that debris and that junk around the windshield cowling area, you want to make sure that that's cleaned out. That could get down and get some more of that wet debris and junk into the cabin air filter, and you just don't want to do that. Same thing with your sunroof. If you've got a sunroof and you use it regularly, um, if you've got that debris build up around the base of the windshield, you probably want to make sure that your sunroof drains are clear. And at the corner of each sunroof, there's a small hole, and there's a drain that runs down. On my truck, I like to open up my sunroof all the way. Inevitably, there's some dirt and trash in there. You want to clean that out, vacuum it out or blow it out. And then I pour a little bit of water, get my old Starbucks cup or plastic cup, whatever I have, and pour some water and make sure that that's running out those drains. Make sure that those are are free and clear because if not, you could end up with a car full of water, not necessarily full, but a sunroof that's leaking down, and then it stains the headliner and it turns into a turns into a mess. And you don't want to be want to be dealing with that when you can just prevent some some things very easily with just a little bit of cleanup. Uh, it's hot out. It's uh, windy. Looking out the window, but it, it's uh, definitely hot. The humidity's coming. Seen a lot of air conditioning services. We're having a lot of questions on how the proper way to fix an air conditioner is. And we're seeing in the shop there's two different ways or a couple different ways to fix your air conditioner, and there are certain ways that the AC has to be fixed, but it depends on the type of failure. We see more and more people coming in or hear stories of where we're giving second opinions or people that I know are giving second opinions because they went into the shop because they got this $29 air conditioning service special or $49 coupon for air conditioning service. And I can tell you right now, if you're having an air conditioning problem or your AC's not blowing cold, that $29 coupon or that $49 coupon is nothing more in my opinion, than an opportunity for you to pay them 50 bucks to sell you something because your car is not getting fixed for $49 or $29 or whatever that is. They're basically going to look at it and say, oh, yeah, great, nice coupon, thanks for the 50 bucks. Now we need to do a service or whatever it is that they need to do to try to determine what's wrong with the car. When you have an AC failure, A lot of people say, oh, you've got to fix everything. You've got to replace the condenser, the dryer, the compressor, the this, the that. And that's true sometimes, but we're seeing more and more failures where it's just the clutch on the air conditioning compressor. You don't need to replace everything because that's an external component, not internal. So if you got a question about your air conditioner, you got a question about anything else related to your car, maybe some monsoon maintenance, preseason maintenance, cabin air filters and such, whatever it is, give us a call, 602-277-5827, 602 277 KTAR, and if you like to text 411-923. Be right back.
2: Relationships matter. People do business with people they know and trust. In these crazy times, it's even more important that you can count on folks you know and can depend on to do your automotive repair maintenance the right way. Someone who has a proven track record and stands behind their work. People that will work with you to make sure your vehicles are going to remain on the road safely and efficiently for you and your family or business. No mysteries, just honest professional care. We're Accurate Automotive, friends serving friends since 1994. Check us out at accurateautomotiveaz.com.
3: Has your vehicle broke down or experienced other issues? If you've had repairs under warranty, your vehicle may qualify as a lemon under the Arizona Lemon Law. Hi, this is Henry with Hammer Law, Arizona's lemon law firm. We're here to help. Whether your vehicle has had multiple issues or it's just been in the shop forever, you have rights as a consumer. But these big companies don't care about the law, and they certainly don't care about you. They want you to just go away and deal with it. But the good news is you're not on your own. The law is on your side, and so am I. Arizona law allows you the right to hire an attorney for free and fight back. The law is there to protect you, but it only works if you take advantage of it. Don't get pushed around. Enforce your rights under the Arizona Lemon Law. Call Henry and drop the hammer. Call 480-480-1014. Or check us out at HammerLemonLaw.com. That's HammerLemonLaw.com. Hey, guys. Champ here with Champs Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for
4: over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. That's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com. That's champsfamilyautomotive.com.
1: Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm Matt Allen, your host, your KTAR car guy, here to help with your car every single Saturday. Talked a little bit about monsoons. I'm looking out the window and see the wind's blowing. I think luck will get some rain. I want to get a little bit, depending on where you live, but I certainly like to get to wash the parking lot, wash the roof, clean the solar panels, and get everything cleaned up. Around the house. And, you know, that's just a reminder, too. I was uh, talking about some maintenance things you could possibly do on your car yourself. Just getting ready for the monsoons, checking your tire pressures, making sure your windshield wipers actually work and clean the window when they wipe and don't streak, filling up your windshield washer bottle, checking your lights and such. The other thing I want you to remember, when we have gone a long, long stretch without any rain... There's a lot of oil and grease built up in the streets. And when you get that first initial rain, all that oil just comes to the surface. And unless we have a nice downpour, that oil and stuff is just sitting right there on top. And that's slippery. We need a good, solid downpour to get that also rinsed away and get it off the street. So just remember that when you're out driving around and it's just starting to rain the streets are going to be a little bit slipperier than you would normally expect. So we've got lots of open lines, 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-5827. If you like to text, you can do that at four one one nine two three. Air conditioning is on the topic. We can come back to that a little bit later. I know I've got Ted online. Ted's uh, Calling from San Diego, I believe. Ted's got a two thousand fifteen Nissan Versa. What's going on, Ted? How can we help you today?
5: Hey Matt, how you doing, man? Thanks for call- taking my call. Fantastic. So I'm actually not calling from San Diego, but you're right I do have a San Diego number. Ah, I'm okay. up in the Truckee I'm up in I'm up in the Truckee area which is right near Reno, Nevada, ah, Lake Tahoe. Okay. So yeah, so um I'm calling because uh I've been I've got this two thousand fifteen Nissan Versa note. Uh, it's got the CVT constant variable transmission and I bought it in 2016. So when it was a year old with about 40,000 miles on it and, um, and then I've had it for the next, uh, 80,000 mm-hmm. and just last month, the, 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 the transmission started flipping if, if that's what I understand it to be. I, I'll be driving down the road at any given speed, slow city streets or regular highway speed and the RPMs will surge like 500 to a thousand, but the speed will not change, so the, like my RPMs are pulsing. And and a couple of times, uh, just a couple of times, I'd, I'd go to put it in reverse in a parking lot or something, and it wouldn't move for a few seconds. So okay. I've known nothing about CVTs until now. Now I've you know, read a lot about it. So lo, lo and behold, these CVTs are known to not do well, especially if you never have changed the transition fluid, which I never did. It's 120,000 miles now. And so I'm wondering, could a slipping... You know, could these slipping gears potentially be only because of dirty, worn-out fluid, or does that? You know, and if that's the case, then I'm just going to change the fluid and the external filter on it. Or, um, you know, I've heard from some people like, well, it could be that you know that the the transmission is breaking down inside, and if you replace that clean, I mean that dirty fluid with the particulates in it, and you put clean fluid in it, that could be the nail in the coffin and make your make your transmission not run at all. Well, so. I think that's, you know, that's possible and I, I wouldn't call that a
1: wives' tale, but I would call that something that, you know, used to happen occasionally in the 70s or 80s, you'd hear people pull a car in and do a transmission service, which back then was pulling the pan off and replacing the filter and the fluid and such, and the car wouldn't back out of a bay. But if you have a perfectly healthy transmission, servicing the transmission is not going to hurt it unless you don't service it properly. Those days of having that type of fluid change or or saying, oh, my gosh, it's had 100,000 miles. I'm never going to service it now. I think that's bad advice. If the transmission is acting okay, a service shouldn't hurt it. Now, in your case. Well, it is flipping. Yeah, exactly. But in your case, you have a problem. So Okay you may or may not benefit from servicing that transmission. The CVT transmissions are very, very rough on the fluid, heat especially. On that particular Nissan, what we see a lot of times, the symptom will be, and I think there's some Dodge products that have the same transmission, people will be driving and it will act fine, but as it heats up is when it starts to have the issues. So... If there's a mechanical problem with the transmission, that's kind of like trying to use mouthwash to fix your cavity. It isn't gonna work. You can change your transmission fluid as much as you want to, but if there's a mechanical failure, it's got to be fixed mechanically. Just like a cavity, you gotta go get it drilled and get some stuff put in the fill, get a get a filling done. Mouthwash won't fix it. However. Yeah. However, on your car with that symptom, if it's slipping as the car is, as it gets warmer, that can definitely be a transmission fluid issue. So I think it's worth servicing the fluid. Um, And in that case, you want to get the proper CVT transmission fluid. Can't really, you can't use a universal. Doesn't mean you need to go to Nissan to buy it. I would go to one of the auto parts store. For example, you could go to Napa. They have a brand called Itamitsu that's the factory fill that Nissan comes with so you can buy the Isuzu transmission fluid for that car. The second part of on that service of that car, a lot of people do not change the filter. There's a filter. None. That there's a filter, but the filter is not in the catalog at a lot of places. You go to the Nissan dealer and it's not in the catalog. Some places have it, some places don't. So you need to see if you've got that filter that you know is called an external filter. It's not internal, where you have to remove the transmission pan or or split the case or something like that. Uh, but there is an inlet or an outlet where the fluid's coming in or out of the cooler, and that's where that filters. It's almost like a small cartridge filter uh for that you see on an engine it's not a screw on or anything like that you've got to remove a cover so if i was good, if i had your transmission you need to be comfortable with the fact that it very well may have a problem that you need to repair i would certainly try to service it change the filter change put the right fluid in it and see what happens Short of doing that, there are a couple tests from Nissan, and I can't recall them off the top of my head. But basically, they have to do with removing a plug or a couple different components on the side of the transmission so that you can peek in and measure how much slack is in that CVT chain. So, and then there's really nobody rebuilding those that I know of. You buy it, you put a new one in, and that's just how it goes with those. So. Um, Ted definitely worth doing the service and having that done but you should also be prepared that if it doesn't help uh you're just uh you're 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 in the in the market for a new transmission and that's assuming that there's no problems in the transmission control module there's no sensors or anything like that that are happening so before someone services it they always want to check that do a scan of the control module and make sure that uh there's no other issues in there that need to be serviced. So I hope that helps you, Ted. Let's see. We're going to go with Jeff. Jeff's got a Toyota pickup yes. truck. What year is that, Ted? Gosh, i got to bring my glasses more often. I keep putting them on and off. 93 Toyota pickup. How can we help you?
6: Yeah, you were talking about the uh, AC compressor. Mm-hmm. And what caught, what caught me was you said something about you can replace the clutch. My clutch is squealing. Mm-hmm. No, and so, then I turn it off, and it quits squealing, but yet the belt's
1: still turning okay, so that so let me back that up a bit. so you turn on the air conditioner, and you start to get a squealing noise when you turn the air conditioner yes. on, and when you turn the air, yes. you turn the air conditioner off, the squealing noise goes away. yes, now you said that you think the clutch is squealing, are you sure it's not the belt that's squealing well the the
6: little uh triangle thing in the middle, you can see it uh, stop it and go and stop it and going. Mm,
1: okay. So in that case, that's probably... So that's the- yeah, that. So, yeah, no, no problem. So, yeah, you probably <clears throat> that clutch, the the electromagnetic clutch is is probably slipping. So, a couple things on that. Gosh, that's been a while since I've seen that type of issue. But we're gonna check a couple things. We want to make sure that we've got a good power and a good ground going to that clutch coil. If you don't have the proper voltage and amperage going down there, that magnetic clutch cannot pull that uh, and engage that air conditioning clutch and hold it against the pressure that's going to be produced when the, when the compressor is engaged. In some cases, you might just have to replace the compressor or replace the clutch. In some cases, you can also, and I'm not sure on that model, you know, we used to replace AC compressor clutches all the time. You take the front hub off off the off the compressor, you measure, there's some shims and you reset that depth. It could be something as simple as that. At the same time you could also have a compressor that's failing that the power of the engine and the power of the belt just simply cannot overcome uh the pressure that's required and, and it and it causes that to slip. So that's one and you know that's a ninety three that 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 would be a case too. Where if it's just an external problem, the clutch isn't strong enough, maybe you can buy a clutch in a hub assembly for that. But this is what I was talking about when I said if you have an external failure, like a clutch versus a massive internal failure, a catastrophic failure of the compressor itself. If it turns out to be just a clutch issue, Jeff you're perfectly fine probably with just replacing the compressor and you don't have to worry about all the other components as you would if you had a catastrophic failure. So we're going to take a quick break. We can take some text messages at 411-923 and some open lines at 602-277-5827. Be right back.
0: Hey now, are you driving around in a filthy car and don't have two hours to waste sitting at an inconvenient location getting a bad car wash or detail? Hi, Scott Drummond here, owner of Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. And I'm Marcus Morton, owner of Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. We've been servicing the Valley for over 15 years with a five-star rated service. We come to you to wash and detail your car at home, the office, or even on the golf course. Check us out at ShowcaseMobileDetailing.com or PitStopDetailing.com.
6: Hi, this is Kurt Rock for Kurt's Auto Repair. For over three decades now, our family's passion has been forging lasting relationships by delivering the highest quality auto repair for our customers with a perfect Better Business Bureau record.
7: And I'm Kathy Rock, Kurt's wife. When we say our family, we mean it. At Kurt's, you'll find our kids, relatives, and now even our grandkids are working on cars and taking care of our customers.
6: Gas or diesel, foreign or domestic, if your car hurts, Take it to Kurtz.
3: Bunker to Bunker is celebrating the return of fall with their fall frolic. Two-person scramble on Saturday, September 16th at Augusta Ranch Golf Club, with proceeds benefiting PGA Hope. The event is loaded with prizes, raffle, lunch, and a special breakfast, and sneak preview of Augusta Ranch's brand-new Top Tracer Range practice facility. There's even a coupon for a second round of golf, all for just $85. It's open to the public, but space is limited. So register today at BunkerGolf.com. Thank oh. oh.
1: Matt Allen here, the host of Bumper to Bumper Radio and your weekly call-in car show. We do our best to get you the answers you need and mostly hit the mark. Take a listen to Diane, who had a problem with her Porsche. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love, love, love your show, and I love the entertainment. So along with being the car guy, I'm now an entertainer. Get me an agent. Tune in to Bumper to Bumper Radio, Saturdays at 11, and give us a call right here on KTAR 92.3, Arizona's news station.
3: Breaking news is always first. Always first.
8: On Arizona's news station, KTAR News, now. KTAR News time is 1130, and we just want to say thank you so much for your generosity. You helped us raise... $2,157,803 $2,157,803 for Phoenix Children on behalf of KTAR News and Arizona Sports. Again, we just want to say thank you for being a part of our 15th annual Givea-thon for Phoenix Children. You can read more about this year's Giveathon at KTAR.com. San Diego Padres, uh, they are moving their Sunday game with the Diamondbacks to today to try to avoid a rainout due to Hurricane Hillary. The teams will now play a doubleheader this afternoon. So make a change to your schedule if you want to watch some Diamondbacks baseball. Go and take a look at what's happening now in traffic. Live from the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center,
6: here's Tom Keeble. Thanks, Troy. It's uh, great to hear that good news about the uh, Phoenix Children's uh, fundraiser that we had uh, because not too many good things are happening on the northbound Interstate 17. We have a crash at Happy Valley Road. That's off to the right. Also, if you head a little bit further north, we have another one at New River Road causing some significant delay. So if you're headed up to Sedona, beware of that. We also have a closure southbound on the 17th. Between Greenway Road and Northern Avenue. That should reopen Monday morning at 5 for traffic. Tom Keeble, KTAR News.
8: Thank you, Tom. KTAR, Weather for the Valley. The winds have definitely picked up. We're going to be mostly cloudy. Getting a chance for some storms after about 3 o'clock this afternoon and in between uh, 3 o'clock today and about midnight. Probably our best chance for some storms in here for today and tonight. 102 the forecast high today. 103 tomorrow. Another chance for more rain tomorrow afternoon and some isolated thunderstorms as well. And then we'll keep a 30% chance for storms into next week with highs in the low 100s. 90 degrees now in Gilbert. Weather is brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Troy Barrett on Arizona's news station, KTAR News.
0: This month's KTAR Community Impact Spotlight focuses on 72 Sold, and they're giving to Phoenix Children's. 72 Sold is raising funds for the Sickle Cell Program at Phoenix Children's with a goal of $25,000. They're also matching the community's donations up to $10,000. Give back with 72 Sold today at 72gives.com. KTAR News is proud to shine the Community Impact Spotlight on 72 sold and their support for the sickle cell program at Phoenix children's.
1: Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service. We're in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. Check us out on the web, virginiaautoservice.com. Did you buy a lemon? If
3: you've had repairs under warranty, your vehicle may qualify as a lemon under the Arizona Lemon Law. Don't let them give you the runaround. You're not on your own. The law is on your side, and so am I. Hi, this is Henry with Hammer Law, Arizona's lemon law firm. Enforce your rights under the Arizona Lemon Law. Call Henry and drop the hammer. Hammer. Call 480-480-1014 or check us out at HammerLemonLaw.com. That's HammerLemonLaw.com.
7: Hi, this is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Doucet, owner of h Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally, as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why, with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them.
0: Cars, trucks, minivans, SUVs, You're covered bumper to bumper on KTAR News.
1: Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I am your host, Matt Allen, your KTR car guy, and here with you every single Saturday from 11 to noon to help you out with your car, whatever it is that that may be. And I just want to remind you that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just like every other website, BumperToBumperRadio.com is there to help you. You can go there and you can find a shop in your neighborhood maybe if you're looking for a repair shop. Find one downtown close to your office, maybe a specialty shop like detailing. I can't tell you how much, how nice it is to have a nice, clean, detailed car, especially if you've gone out. You went ahead and bit the bullet, made an investment, got some stuff, got the maintenance cut up on your car and got the tires or whatever service is done and got some things fixed up on it. Well, maybe the next thing you want to do is think about going out and getting a detail. We've got some great detailers on our website at bumper They'll do the detailing in their shop, possibly, or they'll come out and do it mobily. So if you're looking for a great detailer, you can find them at BumperToBumperRadio.com as well as all the old shows. If you have an issue and you want to go back and do a little bit of research, you can keyword search and go back and listen to to some of the old shows and see if you can find some information to help you. And, you know, And if you've got a problem during the week, of course, Call the shop in your neighborhood and let them know you found them on Bumper to Bumper Radio, and they would probably be happy to help you and answer some questions. So we're going to get to the phone, 602-277-5827, although it looks like every line's taken, but we're first going to go with Deborah in Phoenix, 2012 Kia Sedona. Deborah, how can we help you today?
9: When I bought this car, on the dash light, the the brake uh, the battery light is on and the brake light is on with the park and the other little every little light that can go on the brake light is is on. I've had it in twice. Um, I got a new battery for it. They checked the brake shoes and everything, and they said everything is fine, but can't get the lights to go off. Now I do have when I bought the car, uh, there is a. Wheelchair lift that was added on to the battery. So I don't know if they messed something, you know, they changed something around when they installed that that lift in the car or not.
1: Do you need the wheelchair lift, the accessibility, or is that something that just happens to be on the van still? I, I do need it. Okay, you do need it. I don't think that that's the problem. Now, you said you when you got the car. How long have you had this car? Uh, two years. And you've been dealing with this for that long, for two years? Yeah, the lights were there when
9: I came on, and the battery was dead, so I thought, okay, needs a new battery, and like I said, I went and got a brand new battery from the dealer and everything, but the lights, the lights just won't go off.
1: And that's the brake light on the dash that's red, and then the other light that is looks like the silhouette of a battery, Correct. Okay. Well, that's in, 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 but you don't have any symptoms. You don't have a dead battery anymore. You don't have a continuously discharging battery or the brakes are working fine. The anti-lock brake light or anything, nothing like that is on no
9: every everything uh, everything else is fine. I mean, brakes weren't great, sure. and like I said they they checked them, said shoes, everything was fine and was your
1: so ex- I, was your um accessibility equipment, your ramp, and your lift and such was that fitted on the vehicle when you bought it, or did you buy it and have that installed?
9: I bought it the way the, the way it is, and the ramp is inside the vehicle, not on the outside. Sure. So I don't know if that makes a difference.
1: No, not really. I'm just trying to figure out why. You know, typically on a car, when we see the battery light come on, you know, the battery's just the universal symbol that everybody recognizes and thinks electrical at least so if we put a picture of an alternator on the dash nobody would know what the heck we were looking at so but most of the time the overwhelming majority of the time when you have a battery light come on you typically have a alternate have an alternator that's failing but there's no way that for two years you've had an alternator that's failing causing that battery light to come on the brake light as well the brake light the red brake light on that car with Without reading the entire operation of the brake system and how that works, I'm just going to say that the most likely cause of that light coming on is going to be the brake fluid level sensor, but I'm sure somebody has checked the brake fluid and made sure that it's full. Now, if that level sensor is not correct, then that's going to turn on the brake light. But it's not going to turn on the battery light. Sometimes when you have an alternator failure and the battery light comes on, other lights will come on too. But it's not the not the reverse of that when there's a brake problem. So I think what the repair on that's going to be is you're going to have to probably part with the car for a couple days somebody's going to need to do some research Oftentimes, you hear me say we need to be a librarian before we need to be an auto technician we need to go back and if I was looking at that a wiring diagram is much like a roadmap. first I'm going to go and I'm going to look and say what causes these two lights to turn on what do they have in common with each other and then start tracing those systems back I don't think you have a brake problem and a charging system problem, I think you probably have an instrument cluster issue or something electrical, probably in a connection or something that's either causing things to backfeed, for example. You could have maybe there is something from that lift gate that, that is causing the backfeeding. So someone's first analysis of that after going through and looking at a wiring diagram and figure that, might just be to disconnect that from the system and let's eliminate it, make sure that that's not causing any backfeeding or anything like that, and see how that works. If we eliminate it and the problem is still there, then I think we need to go figure out the problem and then re, you know, it's not like you have to uninstall everything, there's probably a couple wires to disconnect and and to eliminate that from the system for the diagnosis. But there's no way. Okay. Yeah. But- the, the,
9: the one other thing I didn't know is uh, the the wiring from where the lift is at is connected uh, directly to posts on the battery. There's one wire on each post. Okay. So that makes. No, nope. yeah, I mean and that uh,
1: okay. that's probably the least intrusive way to do it if unless that is hooked in with some tail lights or you know it, it's just really hard to say but if it if the if the lift gate is purely powered by simply being directly connected to the battery it's highly unlikely that that's got anything to do with uh, you know with with the fact that you have these lights on so I think to some degree we just need to ignore the fact that the lift gate is there and somebody just needs to go through and run through the diagnosis and figure out the problems. I mean, the, the, you know, these car repairs are are not easy. We had a, uh, especially with electrical problems, I'll tell you real quick before we go to break, we had a, uh, a Lexus in, in my shop the other day over at Import Car Specialist. His instrument cluster didn't work. Nothing worked on the dash at all. Coincidentally, its power windows quit working at the same time. But he had gone to another shop, and they said, oh, you need this whatever special part. It's part of the instrument cluster. It's discontinued. You know, the car can't be fixed, or you have to find one from a junkyard. So he brought it to us and we checked it out. And as we did more digging and more interviewing with him, he never mentioned that the windows didn't work. We're the ones that observed that. So we do some more interrogation, and sometimes it feels like, you know, you're under the spotlight and we're a detective asking you a question about a murder scene or something, but we're really trying to find the details. And what ultimately happened on that car was under the hood, somebody had done a repair a couple years ago, didn't properly place a wiring harness, and it chafed and it blew a fuse. Well, that fuse just so happened You would not think that the two items are connected in any way. The power windows quit working and the instrument cluster quit working, all from one fuse, all from a chafed wire underneath the dash. It took three or four hours to figure that out but it takes time so that's just the challenge and the difficulty a lot of times with with diagnosing cars especially as you know they're 15 20 years old 30 40 people have worked on them they've vibrated they've chafed they've been over the rough roads and and so on and so forth so it can definitely be challenging We've got lots of calls here we've got pete we've got mark In open lines at 602-277-5827. We'll take a quick break and be right back.
6: The more things change, the more they stay the same. Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurtz Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurtz, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at mycarhertz.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurtz.
2: Are you a business trying to find the right relationship for your company's fleet maintenance and repairs? Are you looking for someone to look after your bottom line and have your back? Does convenience matter, like pickup and drop-off, realistic return times, and rapid repair assessment to minimize downtime and maximize efficiency? This is Lee Weatherby, and that's what Accurate Automotive is known for expertise is to help you with the major repairs and regular service that you can depend on to keep your fleet running and taking care of your customers and your bottom line we handle the small maintenance but also can come to the rescue on repairs you may not be able to do internally and we do it on time and efficiently to help you run your business effectively we have the parts and the experts to do your work right the first time Give us a call for a free quote at 480-890-0409. Let's build that relationship. Accurate Automotive, friends serving friends in Mesa at Robeson and Broadway. Check us out at accurateautomotiveaz.com today. Hi, this is Champ with
4: Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import domestic or diesel yes we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians bumper-to-bumper radio approved check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com and yes that's champsfamilyautomotive.com
1: Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, and we're going to get about 10 minutes under our belt, maybe 11 minutes just about, and wrap this thing up today. Again, you're listening to Bumper to Bumper Radio, here to help you with your car every single Saturday. Got a text message. Um, you know, I talked to my daughter about this once in a while, about the way you park your car, and, and multiple things. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, but you know, it's hot out. And how do we get our air conditioner to cool? I was out with my daughter the other day. She pulls into a parking space, and bam, we're facing west. So I say, you know, Claire, why don't we go down there three more spaces away, and then we can park facing east? Well, why would you do that? Well, you don't have that western sun this afternoon blazing in, just roaching the windshield and the dash and that stuff. So that's one thing that's easy. The other thing that I just got a text message about, and it's the same thing on my daughter's car. you got to watch where you park sometimes. You go to a restaurant or you go to maybe it's at your condominium or your apartment complex, but we all see the sprinkler system spraying water down the street. Well, that same water also gets all over your car sometimes if you're unfortunately parked next to one of those sprinklers that hasn't gone so well, so I have a text message about how to re- how to remove those pesky water stains. And this this uh, uh, whoever sent the text messages has washed the car and can't get them off. That's a perfect example of why you need to go see the guys at Pit Stop Auto Detailing or Showcase Mobile Detailing. They can do paint correction and get those hard water spots off the car, and then get it waxed up and polished and coated so that you don't have to worry about those water spots sticking. So um, and sticking on the car so again that's a, a good little tip there and a good way to protect your car so whoever it was that sent that message that's what you're going to want to do to get rid of those those uh, water spots so we are going to figure this out here mark in maricopa 2000 nissan maxima mark how can we help you today
10: Uh oh, thanks for taking my call you're welcome so I have a I have this 2000 Nissan Maxima, and the problem I'm having is annoying, but it's pretty simple. The first start of the day, and any time I start the car when I'm leaving a gas station, the car starts up immediately. You know, a slight hiccup, but nothing special. It just starts right up, no real problems. Every single other time I try to start the car, um, it. It's just revving, you know, it's just going and going and going, the, the starter, and it's not starting up. I have to turn the key so the auxiliary power is on, and then I have to let it sit for three, four, five minutes before I attempt to start the car, and then it'll generally start. So first start and any start after I put gas in the car, it's right away. Any any other start, it's a problem.
1: Wow. So, but you're absolutely sure you can tie it to adding fuel to the car.
10: Well, um, the only thing I can say is uh, I've had the car for about five months, mm-hmm. and um, every t- every time I'm at a gas station, I put gas in the car, I turn the key, starts right up. And the first time I get in the car, which is generally in the morning, you know, 8, nine, ten 10 o'clock, whatever time I'm getting ready to go to work, I put the key in, I start the car, it'll generally start right up. But if I'm running errands and I make five or seven stops, when I leave the house in the morning, it starts right up. Every time I make a stop, turn the car off, even if it's only off for... Three or four minutes, I run in somewhere, I run back out, I go to start the car, and it's just a huge pain in the butt to start. It just, you know, it's
1: cranking and cranking and cranking and cranking and cranking and cranking. Exactly. Well, gosh, um, you know, that's kind of what we call a hot soak or a heat soak. And traditionally, you know, but the fact that it just cranks and cranks and doesn't start is odd. I mean, you know, if this was an old carbureted car, we might be thinking about what we called vapor lock back in the day and the fuel is just in the fuel lines boiling and you can't produce any pressure. You can't get it into the carburetor to actually to consume. Same thing on the fuel injection system if, it's, if the fuel lines are too hot, but that car is Unless it's been modified or something removed, I don't think that's an issue. I think what needs to happen is that car needs to get to a shop where they can do some testing. It's going to have to be driven and then hot, have to duplicate the condition. That's the most important thing. We have to be able to replicate what's happening to you, and then we have to be able to replicate it with test equipment hooked up to the car. I would probably, I'm assuming there's no check engine light on or no warning lights on in the dash.
10: Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't have any any light issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have one uh, for a short period of time, and a mechanic looked at it and said that there was a, a misfire, but it was random, mm-hmm. and he couldn't uh, he, he couldn't figure out you know what's you know he's like look I got to do a lot of work to figure out the cylinder, so we cleared the light and said hey look if it comes back on a second time. Uh, it might have been a fluke. If it comes on sure. a second time, bring it back in, he'll run it again.
1: Right, yeah. You don't want to just go on a wild goose chase if it, just, if it didn't, doesn't, doesn't come back. So I guess the first yeah. thing I'm doing if I'm testing this, I'm probably going to get a fuel pressure. Get, after scanning the computer, looking at all the different PIDs and all the different information, see if anything stands out uh, that's unusual, then I'm going to be looking at fuel pressure and see if we have a fuel delivery issue, we have a spark issue. Possibly, and this is just a wild guess, if you have a second key, Maybe try using your other key for a little while. You could have a security system issue, and 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 the car refers back to the module or to the chip into the in the key. So maybe next time it happens, look up on the dash, and I believe the Nissans have a little security light. If that security light's flashing, well, maybe we're looking. We need to be looking at do we have a problem with the alarm module or the the security system part of the control system. But otherwise, if the car is cranking and not starting, it's missing. You gotta have air, you gotta have spark, and you've gotta have fuel. And if it's not starting, one of those three things is missing. So again, we need to duplicate it and we'd probably be monitoring the fuel pressure. Uh something that you could do yourself as your own little test is if you think this is gonna happen, like you know, hey, I'm gonna come out here and I'm gonna start it and it's gonna crank and crank and crank and it's not gonna start. Maybe what you could try, and this is just a diagnostic step, and it would be information to give to the shop when you finally get it into somebody, is just cycle the key. Turn the, when Instead of starting the car, put it into the accessory position and let it sit there for two seconds. Turn it back off. Wait a second. Turn it back on. What's happening when you do that each time, the fuel pump is being energized for two or three seconds or a brief period of time, and that's priming the fuel system. So perhaps you've got a weak fuel pump that can't get that pressure up there, and it's bleeding down maybe when you shut the car off. So if you prime it yourself two or three times, and then the car starts every time, now we know we've got a fuel issue, and we're probably looking at a fuel pump or a fuel pressure regulator or, or something like that. So, Mark, I hope that helps you with, with your Maxima for sure. So we're going to go with Pete in Phoenix. Pete's got a uh, 2000 Nissan Frontier. Pete, how can we help you with your pickup today?
6: Uh, it's a V6 Desert Runner with a five-speed manual. Wow, nice. It has two two hundred 267,000 miles on it. It runs just fine, but cruising with it at uh, 70 miles an hour it's a little over three thousand RPMs. It, with a car that old, it, uh, is it uh, putting any extra wear on it if I drive it any faster than that at a higher RPM?
1: Nah, I don't think so, Pete. You've been treating that thing so good for so long. I mean, seventy miles an hour down the road. I'm assuming you're in. It's a five-speed. You're in fifth gear, and you're just cruising along at three thousand.
6: Well, just a little
1: over three thousand. Yeah. No issues with me. That's It's probably been doing that since day one. The only thing yeah, I would be yeah. concerned about, if you're in fifth gear and you're giving it gas, like you're going up the hill, maybe you're heading up north, and you're starting to get some RPM increased, but the vehicle's not increasing in speed, then I'd be wondering if you have a clutch issue or something like that. But simply to be cruising around at 3,200 RPMs and in fifth gear, 70, 75 miles an hour, that truck will probably do that. You know, from here to Timbuktu and back and never have to worry about it. I would not be concerned at all one bit, Jack. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Pete. I'm sorry. What's
6: the highest RPM you would consider um, being safe with it as far as engine wear is concerned?
1: Well, I mean, it's got a rev limiter. So Nissan <laughs> Nissan's got a number in the computer somewhere where they're not going to allow you to rev that engine it's probably got a tachometer that's got a red line on it so technically that's the engineering limits of the vehicle of course oh, okay. as, but of course as you have a car that's got higher mileage you know revving them higher is always going to give you an opportunity potentially to have an additional failure but I'll tell you what I've got I'm about ready to crack 200 thousand miles on my Toyota truck and uh That thing sees that tachometer goes into the red uh, at least a couple times a week. So I don't think it's anything you need to be concerned about at all. You've got got great mileage on that truck. You're obviously living clean with it. So I would just keep on driving it the way you drive it and not worry about it one bit. So hope that helps you, Pete. That truck ought to run for a long, long time. So everybody else that called in, we appreciate your text messages. And, uh, again, we'll be back next Saturday. Saturday to help you out anything with your car bumper to bumper radio.com when we're not here on saturdays have a fantastic weekend enjoy the rain and we'll see you next saturday